I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. Welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, episode 41. My name is Steven Schultz, and I'm your host in the pilot seat today. And you know I can't do it alone. With us, as always, the other Dad Batchers, your space daddies. First up, his tech backpack was apparently not only filled with Sour Patch Kids, but also graffiti paraphernalia? It's Joe Lara. Oh, shucks. Are you referring to the Saturday event? Oh. <gasps> Am I? It's like it's like I planned for that. It's like you planned for that. Yeah. <laughs> How are I'm you, doing, man? I'm doing good, dude. Um, really well because I got to see Brian for a little bit on Friday. Um, oh no, Thursday was it? Thursday? Shoot, I'm losing track of time. Uh, yeah, I lost track too. Friday, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. When, yes, we had a sleepover. So, yeah, yeah, we totally did. We had a summer party. Um. We, uh, Star Wars jammies the whole night. Star Wars jammies. Actually, ours have footsies, the little built in feet. And, um, that was pretty cool. Totally I have cool. some of those. I, I don't them. doubt you do. I have a Chewbacca Star Wars pajama <laughs> one. It's one, a onesie, the whole thing, one piece. Oh, I've seen you wear that, actually. You have seen me wear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so Brian, Brian hung out. Uh, I had my sister hanging with me too. She graduated, flew her out for about a week just to escape the, you know, the badness of family in Texas. So she was with us. Got to live a little bit of Kelly life and, um, and yeah, and doing well. Can't complain, man. I'm going to, I'm going to try something new though, man. Cause I, I, th- I saw this and I thought of you, Steven, it's a combination of your love and my love. It's oh. gummy, gummy sushi. That can't suck unless it's fish flavored. It's, it's gummy fish flavored. Sushi. That's a problem, but no, um, it just makes it good. It, it doesn't taste like sushi. It better not. It'd be kind of gross, but it's, uh, I'm going to open this up and have at it while we're doing the show and I'll let you know what it tastes save, like. Save the wrapper so that I can contact the maker and then we can get some uh, exclusive ones for the next one so I can just Ooh. put Pabu Life all over it. Oh, there you go. There you go. Pabu <laughs> sushi in the shape of little Bad Batch skulls. <gasps> Bro, Bad Batch sushi. Wait. That would be okay. Sweet and sour. For get the website, Ramey. Somebody write that down. <laughs> get the website. The crosshair roll, the record hey, roll. Joe, I'm the just curious. Roll. Did you did you uh, wake up Brian with uh, chili in bed? Uh, yeah, dude, a big bowl of chili, lobster served chili. like this. Just me staring at him. <laughs> Brian, what you doing? Oh my god! He was like Kevin from the office. He spilled it all over the floor and <laughs> he's trying to clean it up with papers and stuff. Giant pot of chili. That's the best scene, dude. I feel so bad for Kevin in that scene. Uh, that's gross. Uh, he's, he's he's getting his off-season hockey training lined up. It's Ramey Shannon. How are you, bud? 
<laughs> most obscure intro ever. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Deep, so, deep cuts. Deep cuts. Yeah. Uh, for anybody that was that's wondering about the hockey reference, I, uh, I'm working. I, a friend of mine, I posted a picture. He was wearing a, a bad batch hockey jersey. And I'm like, I have to have that. So I tracked down where I could get one. And I've got one now on hold for me. So nice, but it's not just like, it's you can't just cool. go out and buy it. Right. No, no. There was a, there was a charity game that was held and uh, somebody made, had these things made. There was more than one design. It wasn't all just bad batch ones. And, uh, and so like, these are the ones that were being worn by the players. So all I know Dude. is that they're, they're game worn. I don't, I don't know by whom or, or what the situation was, but uh, it's pretty game cool. worn bad batch. Juice. They had that, they had that out here in some little town on May the 4th. Um, it was like a, a like a farm league baseball team, and they their jerseys they wore them, and it was like sublimated with the Mandalorian, like walking in the sunset. They were pretty sick, and then they were auctioning them off for charity after. I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, I'll I'll have you know that while when Stephen said something about buying the domain name, and it occurred to me that we had not snatched up Pabu Life yet. <laughs> Did you get it? Don't worry, I got it taken care of. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> We're actually live on YouTube right now, I guess. Apparently, so, apparently that's what I hear. There's no, there's no delay. So, uh, got, you're got, that. I've got got troops over. Uh, to, I got one tomorrow, and I've got one on uh, Saturday too. So I'll be out there trooping. Come look for me in in Dinjarin. And uh, I, over the weekend, I got to do something a little interesting. So I was just going to um, ask, how was your weekend? Yeah, so that was pretty crazy. So uh, a friend of mine is in the. Uh, Skywalker Vineyards, like I thought it was like wine of the month club or what, like their wine club. Um, and uh, and so he had the opportunity to bring some friends with him up to Skywalker Ranch, where the vineyards actually at for. Well, I guess they were having it's like a, a rosé tasting party thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Very, very fancy, way too fancy. Trust, trust me. I showed up with like paint on my pants that I didn't realize was there until I was halfway up the five from here. So. Um, I was classing it up, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, listen, I never going to pass up the opportunity to set foot on Skywalker ranch. I'd never been past the gate before. So it was like, there was like this moment where we like pulled up and drove through the gate and I was like, oh, I've never gotten this far before. What I'm going to get, I'm going to get thrown out <laughs> just like last time. <laughs> so, um, but no, it was pretty cool. I wanted to say that even though you couldn't pass it up, Unfortunately, I had to. You had to. But thank you for the invite. Um, you looked like you had a tremendous amount of fun, especially after what is that, three or four glasses of wine? <laughs> so it was funny. Like I'm I'm sitting there. Um Nick Nick was there and his wife Kristen were there and, and like I would take a little sip of something and try it and then and then I would pour most of it into her glass. So <laughs> there were definitely various ranges of drunk in our party <laughs> happy it's, it's happy yeah it's skywalker drunk so that's okay exactly exactly i had to stay uh i had to stay sober so that i could hit that uh, company store hard oh nice so, did yeah. you get a good haul oh yeah yeah i got some good stuff you should uh do a little youtube little little fashion show dude i want to see a, a Raimi fashion show <laughs> The, the, my favorite I, thing I, I got, I got this jacket. No, I want to see strut. You know, you don't. Nobody wants to see me strut. <laughs> Come on. 
Uh, you'll be seeing some of that stuff when we go live next week. Because we're going to be going live all weekend, right? Or all, no, all Saturday? Not this oh, Saturday. When is next this Saturday. thing? Next, next Saturday. The 3rd, June 3rd. Yeah. June 3rd. So this Saturday, mm-hmm. I'll be at that graffiti event in Melrose. But then there's another event. That's the Trooper Trooper Bay swap. This is swap. the prop swap by Trooper Bay. Yes. On Saturday, June 3rd in Poway, California. Uh, I think that there's, he, he sold out on tickets cause they're free, but then he released an additional set. And I think that those are still available. I'm not sure. Uh, check out at Trooper Bay for more information on that, but it's a free event and we're going to be there. Imperial surplus is going to be there. Uh, Trooper Bay is going to be there. Um, selling our merch. <laughs> TD Outpost, Meganeth, a lot of people are going to be, um, a lot of people oh. bring in some really cool goodies for sure. Pick up a helmet stand from from Meganeth, from David Neth. That's right. Bad lots of free himself. stuff that people are going to be handing out. Um, lots of great deals on stuff. I think Imperial Surplus is having his B-grade sale. Oh. I mean, you can pick up, Heaters. you could build, you could, he calls them B-grades. But I mean, like on the DL, some of that stuff is just like, once you paint it and weather it, it's as good as an A grade or whatever you call it. Oh, he's going in. Um, That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. He's got more frequent flyer miles than Tech did after Plan 99. Oh, damn. It's Brian Cook. <laughs> Dang. That's messed up, bro. Savage. That's messed up, bro. Joe is crying in his. I'm eating candy sushi and crying right now. Cry, crying while eating. Dot com. Sushi. No, it's like this. Um, <laughs> dude, no so joke bad. on those miles. American Airlines just hit me with a, uh, with a like, hey, you've really been getting after it. Here's some <laughs> free vouchers for seat upgrades. Nice. But yeah, I was in California last week working. Um, jumped on with you guys for a minute i was it sucked because right when i left the day i left for california i was kind of like a little little sore throat and i had a cold like all week while i was traveling and when you guys were potting and we got on i was like luke and i were at uh the dinner and i was like oh let's go jump on the pod and by the time we got to the hotel room i was like out of it so when we were podcasting with you guys i was i was not my head was in the clouds and then i luke had too many blue milks and apparently spent <laughs> the next morning in the emperor's porcelain throne room so um <laughs> that uh i was like you seemed fine but when you left you definitely looked a little <laughs> out of it but yeah so that sucked and then uh i was home for one oh but i did stay with our friend and brother joe and Kim, they were very nice hosts. Joe, in fact, gifted me a beautiful bottle of whiskey. Cheers, brother. Uh, cheers, my friend. I'm going to partake in this sweet C3PO <laughs> cup that is Tori's. We're going to fill that up. Um, beautiful. Enjoy. Joe. I have not gotten to tap into it yet. So, Oh, nice. Thank you. Had fun, yep. shared some stories. That was awesome. That was a good time. So we we all good had times. Korean barbecue too with John, who's not here tonight. Mm. Oh, so, that's right. That was so good seeing that. you there, man. It felt like old times. Like, it, you know, 
I didn't know you just got off a plane or was about to get on a plane or whatever. It was great seeing you guys. And I was, that was the peak of my head being just my sinuses and everything were just, so like, I enjoyed being with you guys, but man, that and the time with Joe, I was out of it. I got home for one day. I laid on the couch all day on Saturday and then proceeded to fly to Austin and continue the chaotic journey that I've had. And I just got home this afternoon. So for the past almost two weeks, I've been, I've been not at home, not in my own bed, not eating gummy sushi as Joe is doing. I I know how you feel because you know what, for the past, for the past couple years now, I thought it was just something like, you know, like a byproduct of getting older or I don't know, but I, I've, I've been getting like these sinus headaches, just like this, like sinus pressure. And like, it's like debilitating. Like I'll just like pass out for like a few hours. Got to take a Tylenol just to get over it. But anyway, I found out because when my tooth fell out um, a couple weeks on the show, uh, it was a failed root canal that was causing an abscess like in my skull. And it's been pushing against my sinus for the last three, four years. Ouch. So did you not have pain? Like, did you not have pain in your mouth from the... No, no pain in my mouth. The only thing I ever had was, I guess, that when the abscess would flare up, fill with pus. Uh, <laughs> it would it would push yeah. against my sinus, causing causing that pressure. Jeez. And then, so, I, now that they, like, I went in for surgery this week, and they, like, extracted the whole tooth out of my jaw. They like did a bone graft up in like my face. That sounds fun. And yeah, then like echo, they, they cleaned out there. everything. Like I just have this like nat like I don't know how to explain it. I feel normal now. There's just no more pressure. Good. It's weird. It's weird. That's awesome. It was like that for so long. Like that became normal. And that now be- you- Yeah. Yeah. You guys yeah. have had that though before. I mean, we're all in a certain amount of age where we've had injuries and you just kind of get used to the injury. And then when you finally get it set, whether it's your back or something like that, you're like, oh, wow, this is how normal people, you know what I mean? You're like, this is how it's yeah. supposed to feel. This is how it's supposed to feel. Yeah. Because you just live with it and you live with it and you live with it. And it just becomes the norm. Your new normal. Yeah. I did not have any pus filled abscesses, but I just had a cold. <laughs> um, and I just uh, want to know where all that pus was going because it's I, not like there was any discharge. We don't need to talk about the pus anymore. Yeah. yeah. We should stop. We can we can move on. Oh, uh, guys, we're losing followers. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I gross. I've, I've gotten pretty lucky with how much I've traveled for work in past twenty years of my career. Um, I usually have not had to deal with a cold, and this was kind of like my first time where I really got hit with it, and it wasn't that bad. So I am grateful that I powered through it, and it didn't wreck me. But it did it did lessen my experience being in California, I extended my stay to do some stuff and I didn't get to do that stuff because I was sick, but what do I eat next? Whatever. Let's try this. Well, I'm here to, I'm here now. Thanks for finally meeting up with us. And thank you again, everybody for tuning in. If you'd like to rep your support for the show, pick up one of our limited edition t-shirts or hoodies at the dadbatch.com. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man.
Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. All right, gentlemen, who is working on what? I can go real fast. I'm not working on anything, but I do want to open something that I got from our good friend, Dragon Whisper, Sophie. Ooh. Um, and so I'll try to open this in front of the camera. I'm really excited about this. Not just because I'm a huge tech fan, but you like tech, dude, kind of. Um, so Sophie, those that don't follow her, you need to follow her. She is an incredible artist, super kind, super thoughtful. And she created these characters. And dude, Steven, how did how did Techfish come to be? Do you remember how? it? Yeah, there was she was she was drawing the fish. Uh, before it was Techfish, she was just drawing the fish as a pet for Wrecker. And I happened to go on to her live when, as she was drawing it and <laughs> he just had these like eyes that were just like bulging out like this. And I was like, Oh, you got to put goggles. You got to put tech goggles on that. Cause it looks like tech. And she did live right there. And all of us in the chat were like, Oh my God, tech fish is now born. You found it first. And then, and then you brought us in, I think on the chat. And then it and just- now actually I have, Dude, the batch has our own mascot, Techfish, right here. <laughs> Look at him; he's amazing. Awesome. But I mean, this is this is Tech with Tech's helmet. Look uh, at that! It's so rad. It's so good. Oh my gosh! Look at him; he's beautiful. Um, here's Tech eating a Techfish eating a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh. Oh, Remy got it too. I got yeah, order mine. I'm yeah, ordering I, mine this week. Yeah, I ordered mine. It's a whole set. Now, what is that? Lightning in a bottle? I think so. Tech, tech, lightning in a bottle, maybe. Okay. Um, man, these are just so freaking funny. Mentel mix. Like she's talented, man. She's coming up with these ideas, and look at this. This is the one. That is my favorite right there. Eating sushi. Because he's a fish on a bed of rice. Pabu Life. <laughs> Pabu Life, which PabuLife.com is now owned by the Dead Batch. <laughs> yes. Lightning in a bottle. She confirmed. Confirmed. Yep. So thank you, Sophie, for uh, creating cool art. And she didn't give these to me. I, I bought these because I, I, I believe that we should support find creators. creative people, small businesses, support them. Uh, don't ask for discounts because they're your friends. You want to support them. Pay pay the price that they're all charging you. You know. Now, okay. Since since you guys have three D printers, mm-hmm. do you guys ever get friends like? And I use the I use the term friends loosely, asking you, "Oh, can you three D print this thing for me?" And then when you tell them, "Sure, no problem," it's you know, it's gonna cost whatever this much, and they're like, "Oh." Never mind. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, 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 we, we touched upon it a couple shows back where I was talking about, you know, if it's a, if it's like a, a private artist or whatever, you know, you should, you should support them even more than you would like a conglomerate or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, at least I think so. It's like knowing when to say or when to ask, you know, like, uh, but yeah, I mean, these small businesses, they're trying to stay alive. They're trying to keep their thing going. And it's it's not like like for, for people like Sophie, it's not like Etsy is just 
not charging her for that storefront, you know? Right? It, everything costs money. Yeah. Shipping, all of it. And um, if you want it, pay for it. So that's all. She also yeah. includes little doodles that she does. Oh, man. Yeah. I have oh, all no. her doodles. She, she's. I have so many doodles. There it is. Camera got it. Yeah. Look at that. And they're individual, too. They're like. Yeah. They're all unique. Okay, cool. That's my little plug for Sophie. Thank you, Sophie. Like my mine my doodle has its echo. There's like a, a echo gator with techfish. But I have not been building anything. That's it. Just wanted to open that. I haven't been home. So <laughs> I believe my workbench is empty. Well, Are you keeping it clean head. though? It's clean. My my uh, garage is clean. Work is going to be extremely busy for the next month and a half. So that's a good thing, man. That's a good thing, right? Is my garage is prepped and ready for the work chaos? And I, I might have something I'm working on, but it's a little. It's well, under. yeah, you got to fund fund those projects, but you know, under wraps. just just as important as it is to 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 keep the workbench uh, flowing. Yeah. Got to keep it clean. Got to keep did. it organized. Got to keep it clean. I That workbench is clean. And I did. I finally sold Winter Soldier. Rip. Um, but it went to somebody I know. So that's kind of cool. Um, I sold my Peter B. Parker. And I sold the Iron Man that I sadly never got around to, to making. Rip. But went to somebody who's going to make it. So instead of sitting in a box in my garage. That's good. So, that Iron Man was what got me into 3D printing. I was going to say you printer. cut you cut your teeth in the 3D printing space with that Iron Man suit. I remember. I remember like being yeah, on the phone with you. And- oh, <laughs> I went back to my message, my messenger thing with you. It probably goes on for pages. pages. It's a lot. It was a lot. 3D printer service at Ramey.com. Get it. Book it. Grab it. It's kind of a mouthful. <laughs> now he has a giant nozzle. <laughs> it's right here, man. Don't be jealous. It's always. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not talk about jealous. mouthfuls and bring that out, okay? <laughs> All right. It's freaking massive, though, man. Look at that thing. Ravy, what are you working on? Nozzle envy. Uh, got it. Got a handful of things on here. I don't need to cover the uh, the stickers from Sophie, so we got we got to talk about that. I had that on my list. Um. I mean, look, when your printer's working, you just print. And I finally got my resin printers back in action thanks to the the climate uh, behaving itself. So I have been cranking out parts for um, my denizen. I got my 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 belt buckle uh, printed in the right size this time, and uh, I've been cranking out parts. I'm going to do two different blasters, and they're not like they're like both different from each other. So I've got. Uh, the Briar, the MW20 Briar pistol from Andor, the one that, that Andor uses. I'm going to have one of those, and I'm going to have the uh, the L. It's called the LW896 modular blaster from uh, Jedi Survivor. Uh, but the thing is, like the files that I had, they were not remotely the same size. So I like printed one copy of the the uh, Jedi Survivor blaster. I'm like, this thing's tiny. Um, I mean, my hands are. I don't know, just normal size. And this thing is tiny in my hands. So, uh, and the ant and the the and or Briar pistol. Just stop. Just stop. Brian. Look, I mean, Brian, look at the video. Just stop. Just, 
the, at the front door. Yeah, so definitely is it. <laughs> so I adjusted the scale of the two because the, the Briar pistol was big, and this Jedi Survivor one was was not. So I I adjusted them each by fifteen percent to kind of bring them into alignment with each other, so that if I've got two of them, you know, one of each, they look normal relative to each other. So, um, but now I'm glad those resin printers are are working again. So keeping them busy. Um, I gotta do, this, I gotta I gotta go through mine. Mine's down for the count too. I need to do something. Mine's been down. Yeah. So it happens, this, people. It happens. Don't, yeah. Don't get, don't get down on it. Sometimes you just gotta just let it sit for a little bit and come back it, to it with fresh, fresh set of set of set of thoughts. With, yeah. with that said though, it's good to to keep a little mental list or write down a physical list of things that you want to print so when it is working. Because you, you don't want it to stop. You're just like, there's a certain point where you're like, I need something else to print just to keep this goodness going. Because you're afraid once <laughs> once you lose yeah. it, it's gone. And uh, I've been there where I was like, man, I, I, I kind of don't have anything else to print. Um, so have a list. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll keep that. I'll keep these things going as long as it's, it's it. Getting the printers working is in the air because um, I think what I think Luke would is in the same boat. Like he just got his back up and running. Um, I've got some other friends that, that have been just plagued with printer problems and, and they're magically starting to work again. So and don't get that- Luke's printers fixed. Cause then he's just on Mando part number 6,700. Oh God. Like he's posting pictures today. I'm like, he's got more stuff coming out. Like 30 chest plates. <laughs> he just keeps. Yeah. Remy, do you have any of those, um, those crates that Luke was talking about last week? Nope. Not yet. I've got the link. I, it's in my shopping cart. I just haven't hit buy yet. I, I ordered it. Um, I'm just wondering how how large they are, like compared to, I don't know, like a helmet or something. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking the dimensions are probably on the Amazon listing, but I don't remember. I didn't look it up either. Mm. I think so. if if you look, Luke's got like I think videos maybe of it. it he yeah, there's like, like there's multiple sizes on those crates. Uh, so like I don't know if he has the large ones or the medium ones or whatever, um, or both. Because I'm actually I'm I'm still I'm I'm like so close to finishing the garage and unpacking and and doing everything. Uh, so like the 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 Poway the the what is it the prop swap? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be a huge help because that's gonna free up so much space in the garage. Assuming everybody buys everything. Assuming you sell your stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, there's stuff in there that's going to be like so cheap. I was going to say, um, listen, people, he's making deals. So yeah, no, seriously, there's going to, I'm literally bringing 3d printers fully assembled (laughs) with, with filament for like a hundred bucks. He does not want to take them home and he does not want to take them home. $100 3d printers. That's a steal. I I need the room. Uh, Like all my, all my helmets, my extra helmets that were like, you know, they, they had homes in the previous studio, but they just don't fit here. I mean, what is this? Like a, a stormtrooper bucket for like 50 bucks. That's in. That's not this weekend. That's next weekend, right? Next weekend, next weekend, you should next do weekend, like yeah. a reel or something of all the stuff you're bringing, like some of those key pieces. Oh, uh, like, like a little so we can hype preview. It up, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know. Listen, people, he ain't taking this stuff home. He's not taking it home. Just show don't wait till the money. end of the day when I'm like, <laughs> show up with <laughs> your stuck credits. with it. Credits in hand. The good stuff's gonna go first. That's for sure. Um, but so I'm clearing that out. I'm getting the workbench 
cleared because, like you said, Joe, there's a list of things to print, and it's got to go somewhere. I, I've got, I've got a list that's due in less than two years, so I got a lot to print. Um, on top of that, though, I don't think we've ever done this before, and I wanted to shout this out because this Kickstarter that I backed. Uh, it ends in 12 hours. So I, I want to get this out there before it closes. I'm going to try and share this um, for you guys. Uh, this is called the Omni Modular Display. Um, that's not it. Sounds fancy. And it's like a, a three, uh, what do you call it? A 3D printable display case. Um, and it's, it's like you print the frame, you print the shelves and everything and you can go. You shared this with us. Yeah. Did I? I think you did. Or maybe I saw, maybe, did I see a commercial for it or like a, a... it's been everywhere. Okay. But, but, um, they, they, they're like over 350,000 already. So like all the, all the, uh, what do you call it? Um, tiers are, are fully backed. So it, you don't just get like the plain looking futuristic case. There's like, um, there's oh, like, you, uh, you're actually getting see. a kit. With, no, it's just the files. It, these are all oh, files. Just the files. But there's like, <laughs> look at, there's <laughs> all these files. files. Why do they need a Kickstarter? Why don't they just be like, here, this, this 30 bucks, this is 40 bucks. This is. Well, I don't know. But for fifty bucks, I got all this stuff, Sounds and there's like, like someone's coming out rich. Oh, for sure. Whoever whoever this designer is, I mean, look how much money they're making off of a set of files—half a million bucks. I, that's, I. And the cool part is that there's actually even a tier on here where you can get the files with a commercial license to reproduce this stuff. Yeah, you know, like I mean, I guess in, I guess in perpetuity. This way, it reduces the amount of someone buying your files and just sending it to their buddy. Because that's going to happen. Oh, that's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, so look at this space rebels case, and everything's like droid, cool. uh, Sick, droid related on the frame. Like, I'll probably end up printing that one. Um, but it's it's Pretty cool. Sick. So, Pretty you know, sick. once I get these files, you guys will have them all. <laughs> Shh. Um, <laughs> I don't have a printer big enough for that. No, but that's the cool thing is you, you only print like the small pieces and then you just like put it all together. That's cool. Um, so there's that's that. A lot of work. Um, yeah. So that's Dude. what I'm gearing up for. I'm gearing up. Steven, you need to buy this. Joe's just going to town. Dude, this is so freaking good. You're eating it with chopsticks too. Jeez. Make sure yes, it's candy sushi and not just old sushi in the grocery store. No, it's, it's candy. It's good. You know, old sushi in the grocery store can get a little gummy. So. Um, it's a 10 10. Hey, Ramey. Hey, Steven. We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. 
Okay, we're going to start off the news this week with a little bit of sad news. Um, so Ray Stevenson, uh, the voice of Gar Saxon in the animation, as well as the character of Balin Skill. I think my autocorrect changed cool. that last. It's, yeah, autocorrect kicked in on that. Um, in the upcoming Ahsoka series, uh, passed away the other day. Uh, he was only 58 years old. Um, so he was working on an action film titled uh, Casino in Ischia. And uh, he was rushed from set to the hospital. And then I, I don't have any details on what the cause of death was. I don't know that they've announced that yet, but uh, all of the, everybody that's worked with him kind of both past and present uh, just kind of came to social media and was you know, sharing all kinds of kind words about him. So really, really sad news. Dang. So uh, he was my favorite. Was awesome in Ahsoka too. He was my favorite Punisher. Mm. He was Punisher. Yeah. P- Punisher Warzone after um, Punisher two after what's his name? Uh, I like the series. Uh, Punisher series. I know he was. He was a good Punisher. He was when he was a younger man. Yeah, that was a while. That was pre gray, probably. Yeah. And um, I, I saw him at I saw him at the Ahsoka panel in London. Oh damn! So and he was he was just so awesome. Yeah, he was so like um. I don't know. It just it seemed like he was genuinely humbled and grateful. For the the love he was getting for a character that no one had even even seen even seen yet, um, but I mean he's not he's not new to the Star Wars universe obviously, yeah. but right um, at least his face. I don't know. Yeah, buckets off to him, good sir. Remy, you're muted, buddy, and it's your segment. Sorry. Uh, juggling trying to eat dinner at the same time. Uh, uh, Ming-Na Wen is being honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, so she's getting star number uh, 2757. So I guess I, I still, every time I see one of these numbers, it blows me away that there's that many of them there. Um, and it reminds me how criminal it is that it took us until now to get one for uh, Princess Leia. For we'll do Kim the math Fisher. on how much they cost too. I know. Yeah, that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is like, those aren't free. Like it's not just awarded to you. It, you basically have that has to get funded and paid for. You have to lobby for it too. Yeah, you have to yeah. like lobby, get people to vouch for you, and then you have to pay. Yeah. So the ceremony for Ming Nguyen's star is going to be on May thirtieth uh, at eleven thirty a.m. and it's right next to the El Capitan Theater uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. Nice. So uh, these are typically open to the public. So if anybody's in the area, LA area, on uh, May thirtieth in the morning, uh, go swing by and check it out. I'm hearing that there is a rumor that Ubisoft's uh, open world Star Wars game uh, could arrive as early as uh, the beginning of 2024. So we don't know a lot about this game. Um, there's still no official title for it. Has it even been officially announced yet? Like, has Lucasfilm acknowledged that this thing exists? Steven, do you know? Nope, they have yeah. not. Yeah, but but I, uh, but I will ahead. tell you, I, I will tell you that once that game is released. That is going to be a tier on our Patreon where you can create a character with us and get on our server and play with us. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see what us means on that because I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how much I'll be able to keep up with that. Um, sources are saying that the game is similar to No Man's Sky, another game that I don't know anything about. Um, but it's got many kind of many star systems that you can explore. So uh, lots of ability to travel around. Hmm. Um, people play games. Yeah. That's a good idea. 
And then uh, wrapping up the news this week, uh, kind of a short list. Uh, so we, we they have announced, Disney's announced that the Star Cruiser, the Halcyon uh, Hotel is closing. So okay. final guests um, on that are going to be able to go uh, between September 28th and September 30th. So I guess it's like a, what, a two or three day tour. Um, now the way that they, they had actually booked out through the end of the year. So guests that had passes for dates beyond September 30th, Disney's contacting them and offering them opportunities to kind of pull their reservation forward so that they can still get it done. Um, if, if you, if you look, um, if we look at the dates kind of like what I think March of 22 is when the hotel opened in March of this year, 12 months after it opened, um, Disney announced that it was reducing its weekly bookings from three or four a week to just two. So we, I think we've got indications that it wasn't performing well right uh, through through I the mean, through the time so yeah and i think i think I we'll it was obvious yeah so disney, disney had this to say about uh about the closing in, in an official statement it said star wars galactic star cruiser is one of our most creative projects ever and has been praised by our guests and recognized for setting a new bar for innovation and immersive entertainment this premium boutique experience gave us the opportunity to try new things on a smaller scale of 100 rooms. And as we prepare for its final voyage, we will take what we've learned to create future experiences that can reach more of our guests and fans. We're so proud of all the cast members and Imagineers who brought Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser to life and look forward to delivering an excellent experience for guests during the remaining voyages over the coming months. Thank you to our guests and fans for making this experience so special. So Rip. yeah, I know I know a lot of people in the Star Wars awesome. community are upset. Yep. So and that is it for the news. Dang. Wow. Short, short and sweet. Yeah. News is good though. I mean, it's sad. It's all negative, but you know, uh, well, I mean, kind of it's not all bad. We, well, meanwhile, we the, the Ubisoft yeah. game. So it's not all bad news. Not all bad. Sometimes that's the way it goes. It is. That is. All shows can't be two hours where we're just trying to shut it down. (laughs) George has this hopeful story, and it's something that he's reiterated most times I've seen him, uh, you know, after we've been making things uh, without him, is remember to make these stories hopeful. Remember to give that to kids because they really need it. gets me every time when he's like hopeful <laughs> and she's all mm. Mm. <laughs> all right guys this week's episode review is star wars visions season two episode three in the stars with a runtime of 18 minutes disney plus description two sisters who are the last of their kind fight for survival when imperial forces discover them um all right this is the third episode of visions um i believe this was was this the claymation studio that did one, wallace and gromit one of them not the one that did wallace and gromit this one was punk okay. robot which is based out of chile ah cool but it was um, it was a stop motion one i didn't realize until this i started watching it that there was more than one stop motion um technique short in the series motion? so dude it yeah. didn't look like it right it was it Disney. was um I don't know. See, seeing the snow, the snowtroopers, seeing Imperial snowtroopers in claymation was really cool. Uh, Remy, what did you think about this episode? He's eating pizza. 
<laughs> you asked me as I'm shoving food in my mouth. Um, no, it was really good. Yeah, I, the the snow. I mean, I I like snowtroopers, so seeing that was pretty cool. Uh, that that tie fighter at the beginning, and the little girl's like trying to use the force on it, and obviously nothing happens. But I want to go back and kind of watch it again and get a closer look at it because it looked like it was all jacked up. Like look, stuff looked very kind of war torn and and kind of they they really took the whole lived in universe and ran with it because even the equipment looked like it was quite used. So it's very good. Now, did you think that these, these like magic flowers that they had that were emitting the, I don't know, the gold powder or whatever, do you think those are connected to the force at all? Maybe. Cause they, yeah. they only showed up um, when like the sky was showing on it. I don't know. I felt like there was some, some sort of like connection there. I mean, the force is in all, all living things, right? Right. It's supposed to be, right? Uh, Joe. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, no, go Joe, what did you, what did you think of this episode? Um, well, I like, um, it, it, what's, what's neat about it, right? It's an interpretation from, you know, these, these artists, um, that obviously love Star Wars and, uh, but, but they're still holding true in, in the fact that, you know, George Lucas pulls from themes in real world, right? He's pulling from, from real life history, whatnot, we saw it in Andor uh, when the Empire was, you know, on um, on Andor's pl- home planet and just like pulling resources from it to obviously push the Empire's growth across the galaxy. And now we see uh, now, you know, play on the water and, and and taking the water from this planet and polluting it in such a way or whatever, and just just the impacts of of um regimes and um and that kind of thing and so pollution pollution destroying destroying mm-hmm. planets and whatnot and so it's it's interesting to see the themes and and uh and consistency so even though it's a twist even though it's a pull or a different version and and you're right maybe are these flowers representation of the force who knows like it's this artist's interpretation of that cool but there's still some consistency across all of it. So it's not just the costumes, which obviously we love the costumes and we love seeing TIE fighters. Like you cannot, I, that distinguishing sound of a TIE fighter flying. Oh, it's epic. Right. But what's neat is just the consistency from all these artists. Um, I, and I don't know how Lucasfilm sources the artists. Like, like, do you know how, like, do like, Hey, I'm an artist. I'm, I'm a filmmaker. I want to I want to do visions. Is it a competition how they find them or how does that work? Do you know? I, they've never said anything about how that worked, how they were selected or anything. But whoever, however they're doing it, it's, it's cool because it's, it's consistent is what I'm trying to get at. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I haven't gone through the list and looked through the broader portfolio for each of these, but from, from what I can tell, every one of these studios has had something else that they've produced in the past that was recognized and, and and seen as like something cool. So I'm sure that they've just based on the, the media that they've done in the past, got Lucasfilm's attention one way or another. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know if we can use our phones. Maybe we can make a cool video and do visions three. I don't know. We can dad batch submission. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Starring Raimi's nozzle. <laughs> Story of a nozzle coming to life. <laughs> Instead of like the Star Destroyer coming over the the frame, <laughs> it's just it's just the <laughs> look at that thing, dude. It's like a face. It's like the opening of Spaceballs. It just keeps going and going and going. 
<laughs> just there you go. See, we're already writing the story. Uh, Chat GPT, that please, Dude, we don't we're, need Chat GPT. We just did it. I can. We're. I can see it now. Let's do it. <laughs> Visions. Vision three. Uh, this was I missed um, last week's, and ironically, I just uh, caught up on two Screechers Reach, and. This third one, what's it called again? What's it called? What's it called again? This one, this third one. In the stars. In, in the stars. In, in the stars. So just caught up with both of those today. Um, Screechers Reach. How dark was that? <laughs> right. It was like really. I mean, the 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 screaming. I mean, that it was, was it was a straight up horror. Straight up horror. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, um, but it really cool episode. But this uh, in the stars, I so far this is um, animation wise. I really liked the first one, the Sith one, um, but this third one, especially now knowing that it's uh, stop motion. Mm-hmm. Wow, because that animation was really really cool um, and such a neat story with the sisters. Very Emphy's nest like looking with their armor and their costumes like tribal with the face makeup um i thought visually this one was my my favorite and i did really dig the story of the younger daughter you know reaching out constantly trying to use the force like mom uh and the older daughter just kind of poo-pooing the older sister poo-pooing it no 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 you know and then at the end them coming together and she does have force powers so oh they both did right they they did they both i i think so i think they kind of yeah i think they got side by voltron yeah um awesome animation really uh uplifting story after the darkness of Screechers Reach. <laughs> so um I liked it. I really enjoyed it. So. I love the the detail of the design language that these studios are are putting in to these episodes because they've never done Star Wars before, but you can tell that they are truly fans of the franchise because they have like little hints of of design that you wouldn't necessarily pick up on unless you were a fan, like having um, the heroes of the story have little bits of snowtrooper gear under their feathers yeah. or yeah. the stormtrooper helmet ripped apart as the goggles, like Ray. Yeah. Yep. Um, she had the hand plates and like exactly. Chest, yeah. chest armor too. Um, yeah. And then I was getting major like Mandalorian vibes with that ATST walker. Mm-hmm. Um, how it was like, you know, like almost like the one from, uh, the Gina Carano episode. Yeah. Um, but man, it was, it was up, good. Yeah. All painted up. Episode. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I'm just, um, loving the series. Yeah. These, uh, you know, season one, it was like, there were some episodes that were very hit and miss for me. Um, this one, I mean, we're only three in. And they've all been hits. Uh, we'll see how next week goes. Next week is I Am Your Mother. Uh, and this was also, I believe, Claymation. This is the one that you were talking about, Ramey? Yeah. 
the I am your mother one, and I didn't I hadn't looked ahead to see that that was next week's, but that is yeah, the one that is uh, the same studio that does Wallace and Gromit. It is. Yeah, I watched. Why are that we one. getting so excited that they've done Wallace and Gromit? We've mentioned it every week. Wallace and Gromit is amazing. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, homework assignment, Brian. Go back and watch Wallace. So you don't have to watch like the movies, but there's a bunch of shorts. Sure. Oh, okay, cool. Go watch, go for, and I don't know the name of it or like, but one of the shorts, the Wallace and Gromit shorts is about this. They find this penguin. Okay. This, that is the funniest thing. You will laugh like crazy at that penguin. Cause just this penguin is just a little terror. So I'm, I'm dig. I, I I'm with you, Stephen. how like every episode so far has been. And I mean, the storytelling from screechers reach to, to in the stars <laughs> that was like a huge shift screechers reach was a really that was really gnarly it was cool but Remy, was there was there any ever any uh talk about um like a sequel to the first episode of season one okay uh, yeah i had heard that there was something that was gonna be like that but i don't and i i'll be honest i'm i'm watching these one at one a week so i don't know if any of them i haven't looked i actually haven't watched ahead i don't know if any of them tie into that at all but i did hear something about there would be some kind of continuation but i don't know if it's part of season two or if it's some another project that they're doing or what okay. so i don't have i have nothing to confirm but i have you met you asking me is not the first time i've heard that i i seem to remember or, or recall that something regarding uh, a sequel for that. There is a book based on that. Um, I think it's, oh, I think it's just called the Ronin. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, I've listened to, or I, I listened, I did the audio books. So I listened to that one. It was good. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, all right. Well, that does it for our episode review of uh, visions. Yep. Next week we will be doing uh, the next episode, uh, episode four in season two, which is titled "I Am Your Mother." Yep, and that one is from the crew that did Wallace and Gromit. I'm looking ahead. I think yep. we got a, I think we got a bonus review today, don't we? But Daddy is a state of mind. You know what I'm saying? I'm your daddy. We're like those dads at a barbecue that are just like the music uh, comes on and we're like, yeah, hey, hey, turn up feeling, that tune. That's a good tune. I was feeling like that? that Bill Gates dancing in Microsoft Office launch. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah! <laughs> we do have an episode review of Mando, but this is not Mando that you saw on Disney+. Plus. This is Mando that you saw on YouTube. This is a short animated uh an animated short brought to you by <laughs> crazy Boris productions. That's that crazy Boris productions. We're not going to get I this still, time back guys. If I we hit play, we're not getting this time back. I still can't believe we're about to do this. <laughs> um, we're not getting this time back.
We'll be linking this in the show notes. Oh, oh my gosh. I, yeah, I will link it in the show notes, but this is this is too good. All right, so everybody ready to watch along? Oh, man. Might want to mute yourself. Java. <laughs> <laughs> he has an eye mask so he can sleep. I think I see. Here it goes. <laughs> Oh, this is so bad. How is that even? How did he breathe? He went. Is that four loco? Yes. This is Myrtle Beach. He was tribal tattoo on his arm. Double. <laughs> <laughs> God. What's even going on right here? So for anybody that wants to know what goes on in our private group chat, this is, this is a great behind the curtain peek. All oh day long, God. though. Like, <laughs> like I wake up at five in the morning and I find videos like this waiting for me. And listen, if you just listen to this episode on the podcast, like you didn't watch it. You oh, have man. To go find You're missing it out. Because we can't even explain. You can't explain what just happened. There are not words to describe this. (laughs) Let me let me me just set the table for you. It's like a bad dream. It's every single bad guy in Star Wars. Very crudely drawn, by the way. And Grogu comes out of his turtle shell thing, bassinet. His pram turtle shell. In a and he grows to be a big muscular bound gentleman in a Myrtle Beach t shirt, flip flops with tribal tattoos, and proceeds to beat everyone up. That's, That's it. The table. 
alongside biblically accurate George Lucas. <laughs> yes. Bibli- biblically. Only after well, the seven the seven Death Stars potentially killed Grogu. I don't know. Wild Dinja Jim's taking a nap. And he slaps everybody with the chunkla. <laughs> He's just <laughs> psh, yeah. psh. That was two and a half, almost three minutes. Uh, we're not, we can't get that back. Can't get that back. That was beautiful. Thank you. That's not the first time we've watched that. <laughs> I know. And, and that, that was my first time watching it in completion. And, um, yeah, that's true. This is true. And and we got to hear the that sick Mando beat that we haven't heard in a while. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Send in your more uh, bad Mando animations. <laughs> no, don't send those in. Dude, Darth Jar Jar was on point. Yeah. I get to see Darth. It's canon. Darth and like Jar Jar. Vader gets punched into an office building or something. <laughs> he just that stands there. He just stands there sweating. Sweating. The, the rest of them are all like, you kind of go, oh, yeah, I see what they did. Ha ha, funny. But the Darth one, you're just going, wait, what? Wait, what just happened? <laughs> what is this? He got uh, smacked into an office building reality. <laughs> so funny. That's Visions Three. <sighs> <laughs> That's what we would make <laughs> on that, that on that bar. <laughs> is yeah. Except there'd be a oh, I wonder, and a fart joke. I wonder if the I wonder if the guy that, that animated that is taking commissions. He can do our nozzle video. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> the dad batch, dude. Oh wait, let's uh, let's try to network a little bit and see what can be done. All right, I'll yeah. Reach out. Let's reach out. <laughs> this is the part of the this is the part of the podcast where Steven usually jumps and says, "If you'd like us to rep your your video on the podcast, email tadbatchpod at gmail.com. A way to keep us from talking. <laughs> For your information, the stinger of a Yalvik queen is a delicacy on some planets. You need to find a gummy stinger. Oh Yalvik. man. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think it's I don't know. sweet or sour? Those those Yalbet Queen stingers are pretty big. Are they bigger than Raimi's nozzle? Nah. Mm. No. Raimi's nozzle is a unit of measure now. <laughs> that that's, thing is that's two I units mean, of measurements that we have named after me. I mean it's a unit, but it's a unit of measure. That's five Raimi nozzles. How many how many echoes do you think this costs? The nozzle costs? There you go. 99. All right. So the question I have for you is based off of reboot movies. So, you know, that I don't know when the trend started. Like if I can't remember the first reboot movie, I, I don't, I can't remember, but it's been, it's been around for some time. And so my question for you guys is if you had the power, what epic movie growing up would you want to reboot today? Oh, dude. Ooh, that's a good question. I have, Oh, can I have more than one answer? Yes, yes. Okay, let's start with Brian. You want to go first? You're, you're I, do, I want to go first. And can I okay. have three? Sure. Have three. Do three. Flash Gordon. Oh, like the black and white Flash Gordon? No, no, no. The like eighties. It's the football guy. Football guy. Oh, right. I was like, how old are you, Brian? Forty-seven. <laughs> Flash. He's the ruler of the universe. <laughs> All hail Ming. Nice. Look it up, people. Look it up. Flash um, Gordon. Flash Gordon. 
Highlander. Oh, that's a good Highlander. One. And I'm going to say third because it's on the tip of my tongue. Time bandits. Oh, dang. Which freaked me out as a kid because it's kind of a freaky and obscure. Huh. That's what I'm going with. Those are pretty good, dude. Like uh, like Highlander and Time Bandits and Flash Gordon. I don't remember that one. It I was a uh, it was a I football player. He was he was Flash Gordon. He, he he's been very... he's been at some of our conventions, like at a table signing. Yeah, from that movie back in the eighties. Yeah. Um, oh wow. Okay. Hold on, dude. Let me let me look him up because it's very important stuff. Um, <laughs> uh. Highlander is a sick movie too. And I actually it's a good caught, movie. I caught Flash Gordon was made in 1980. Um, Ooh, damn. I caught the end of it. Uh, like watching, it was like randomly on TV and I was like, ah, oh, man, that movie's cool. Dude, redone, that would be cool. See how quick I had that answer? That was pretty fast. Ramey, how about you, man? All right, I've got I've got a few that popped into my mind, um, and I I would only want parts of it to be redone because I think that just some of the effects have caught up now. But uh, uh, the last Starfighter, I always like that movie. Oh, yep. Oh, is that with Louis Gossett Jr.? Or which one am I thinking I, of? Uh, no, you're thinking of Enemy Mine. Enemy Mine. That's, that's what I'm thinking of. Enemy Mine. That's a cool movie. Also good, and and I can see where you'd get those mixed up because the aliens are similar between the two. Um, another one would be Buckaroo Banzai, which is painful to go watch, but it would be another one. I think they could do a good job with that one. And then I think, you know, we were talking the other day about how like Hollywood always latches on to like the common, like whatever's going on right now. And like Uh right now they're talking about AI. I would be interested to see what they would do now with AI in our world, the way that it is with Max Hedrum. Oh, shoot. I forgot about Max Hedrum. He had like an HBO show, remember? Yeah, it was like, it was more of a TV show. And like what we would refer to as like the movie was really just sort of the pilot. Yeah, basically. But uh, but and they ran, they ran at least a season, if not two. Uh, But I watched all those when I was a kid. Man, that's, that's pretty good. Dude, the, the, the movies are really diverse right now. How about you, Steven? What you got? Um, I need to. I need to ask parameters on this question. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Would, would it be a bad reboot or a good reboot? I mean, it's whatever you well, want. Why would you want to do a bad reboot? Like, like, well, just because like, you know, like total recall was always one of my favorites and then, and then they rebooted it and it was bad. And then Rebel oh, okay. cop was one of my favorites and they rebooted it and it was bad. Uh, I f- and I then see, ghostbusters, think, you know, et cetera. Like, I, don't think I feel like, That's <clears throat> I feel like reboots are always destined to be bad well let's just say that it's that it'd be epic right you're in charge you get to make it the way you want to make it it's the movie that you'd want to see redone modern okay because it's a great story you know what i'm about to say is very controversial it's probably going to be the most controversial reboot but hear me out (laughs) back to the future what yes no it needs to be rebooted and the only reason i say this the Remy left for our listeners. The, Dude. Left the, the only reason I say this is because in 1985, they went back 30 years to 1955. We are now 30 years from 1985. 
So I'm just saying. Okay. Would it be a reboot or would it just be Back to the Future 4 in that case? No, no, no. no. You're, you're not going to do the same I characters. You're you're, you're it's just going to be. It's just going to be Back to the Future. No Marty McFly, no Doc Brown. Uh, I see. You're just I mean, I guess you could like, incorporate them somehow into the story, but. It's the um, current time period and you're going back to 85. To we're going to go back to 85. Started. And then and then for Back to the Future 2, we go back, we go forward 30 years from now. To, but it's based off of the line from Doc. When they go back 30 years, they're stuck back then, right? That's yeah. when he says, we need to send you back to the future, yeah. right? It's based off of that line. So it's to get back to 85. That's right. really what it is. But now is would Trump be president in that last one. <laughs> future. I don't know. I'm just saying we don't have to like completely redo those. Cause why would we go back to 1955 from 85? Right. We'd go back to, we'd go back to 85 from now. And then we'd go to 2055 from now. We got you. We're on there. Pick another one. <laughs> Brian. It's too complicated. <laughs> All right. A- any other movies, Steven? Just that. Okay. That was everything like, oh. everything else I like, they are rebooting it and they turned out bad. So you were correct that it was very controversial because um, I disagree. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. I can't get behind that one. I, for me, the criteria of doing a reboot is that the original doesn't hold up. Yeah. But you go watch this Back to the Future. There's nothing, there's nothing that you look at on that that wouldn't be the same as what they produced today. Other than the dates. I think like a movie like Highlander or not to just pick all on mine, but Highlander or Time Bandits, like they hold up just uh, the restrictions of technology in 1980 right. or 1970. I mean, dude, imagine the Rocketeer. An updated Wasn't there a reboot of Rocketeer I, already? They did a kid's animation thing. I think um, they are rebooting Rocketeer actually. I don't know. It's I the mean, daughter. I, I feel like what well, that's that's the animation thing. There's an animated show called The Rocketeer, and that's it. It's because it's a little girl. All right, Joe. What do you got? So there's this movie that you may not have heard of called The Final Countdown, and the idea is this: it's a modern day aircraft carrier with, and, and so when I say modern day, I think it was in the 80s. So you have like F F14 Tomcats and those types of you know, air quote aircraft carriers in the, just off the coast of Hawaii. They're like out in the, out on the ocean doing um, military maneuvers. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as they're, as they're sailing along, um, there's like this weird wormhole effect, like this freak storm comes out of nowhere. The carrier, the carrier kind of gets like, like, like not spun around, but there's some like disturbing winds and it looks like a, like a quick, you know, 30 second hurricane thing that blows through. Then they come out of it and everybody's trying to wonder what's going on and nothing works like, like no radios work except for high frequency HF and they're rolling and they're like, you know, what's going on here? We're picking up some really distant frequencies. So to go figure it out, the captain says, Hey, launch two fighters and let's go do a recce. Let's launch them. And so they launch these two F-14 Tomcats. They go flying around really far and they come across these Japanese zeros, like fighter planes from World War II that are flying. And they're like, wow, look at those pristine. There must be like some air show. Like what's going on here? So they kind of go in and get a close look. And then you and then you switch over to the Japanese pilots and they're like freaking out looking at these F-14 Tomcats. They're like, what is that? Is that a UFO kind of thing? Hmm. So what happened is this aircraft goes back in time right before Pearl Harbor. Right before Pearl Harbor. But 
their movie is about the, the the captain and the crew figuring out what just happened, putting two and two together, realizing, wait, we can actually potentially prevent Pearl Harbor from happening. Like we have the ability to, like we we already know what's going to happen. We know the date, we know the time, we know, and so they started getting all their intelligence. And uh, and I want to say that the time came to be where they had to make a call. Like, do we, you know, do we intervene and change the course of history? Or do we let things play out? And right when they're getting ready to make a decision, the wormhole comes back and they go right back in the normal time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's cool concept. Douglas and Martin Sheen. Yeah. Yep. Heavy cast. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of an obscure movie, but but it was a neat concept and it just didn't get a lot of play. Um, that one. And then I loved uh, Firefox, you know, Clint Eastwood as a spy sneaking into uh, Russian, you know, to go steal this Russian jet that's like, super fast and all that. That was a cool, cool. That one was good. I like that. Yeah. It was like, it was like the Russian SR 71. It was like the jet, but this thing was, this thing was faster than the SR. Yeah. 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 I've, I've got a bonus reboot candidate. Go for it. Flight of the navigator. Oh, that's a Disney movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. That little kid. And then the, and the, the aircraft had a robot that was built into the aircraft. Yeah. Voiced by Pee Wee Herman. That's right, dude. That's right. Do you want to go back? Enemy Mine. I want to rewatch that. Yeah, dude, we got dude, some good content to go. Like we got some good big going. adventure, bro. Just got to go in the basement of the Alamo. I'm telling you that, like, for we lost all of our audience right now. Time Bandits. <laughs> We've made everyone the mad. Heck out of me when I was a kid, man. Like Time Bandits was freaky. <laughs> it's pretty wild. That's all I got. Right. I want to clean my gun and be alone with my thoughts. And I don't need to talk about anything else. How you doing, Brian? <laughs> that's Lewis Scott. Is that Lewis Gossett Jr.? That's Lewis Gossett Jr. And that's that's enemy mine. Enemy mine. Damn, he looked freaky. Oh, dude, Iron Eagle. That was another one. Dang. Sorry. Iron Eagle. Yeah. Okay. I'm mind. doing well. I am home. I'm catching up on all things. And I wanted to expand on Raimi's news of, uh, what's it called? Galactic Star Cruiser? Is that what it's called? Disney? Yeah. Movie? Yeah. I'm going to try to be as sensitive as possible. I mean... I think I think Steven's face would would Ramy brought it up kind of summoned it like are we not surprised at all? Like I mean when Star Cruiser came out like I was like oh wow that's awesome let me see what this is and then you know everyone's doing reviews on it and stuff and I know like um like Mike went on it and and Think Maker guys and I was like man after that I got psyched I was like I'm going to look into this but being a parent and having a family that likes Star Wars and going, okay, let's look into this. And it was just a little, a little two to three times higher than I think I would be willing to spend on something like that, which is fine, right? Like everyone, everyone has their, their limits, but I mean that, I, I think that sums it up, right? Like, like let, let's think of this, right? Like, so so the people that would go on the star cruiser and fully enjoy it like we're 
our community and our everybody that you know we interact with on Instagram and everything like what what do you think the majority is of that is like the Star Wars like fandom like the heart like 20% like they're the ones like absorbing or that would consider paying to go on the Star Cruiser that's right? like, that's here's my take on that like like look like we're all of us on this show like we're we're all relatively well well off with our jobs and, yeah, and, and whatever and, and yet and yet I think we are all universally of the opinion that that is more than we would want to spend on that experience yeah I'm, so I'm I mean surprised. like like when you're when you're pricing out your core fan base that's that's a stretch man yeah so it's, I, I think it, Star Wars shouldn't be that exclusive. No, and I I understand the immersive experience, and I actually think it's awesome and it's super forward thinking. And uh, I mean, look at Batu. Like Batu is like the first immersive uh, developed property inside Disneyland, and it's a massive hit. But it's a, it's all you need is a Disneyland ticket, right? Like it's it's relatively accessible, um, and you're not diminishing the experience at all. I just think the 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 volume of people that are have the means and willing to spend that kind of money to go on the star cruiser i mean let's be honest let's, i mean what's what was your first reactions when you saw the price it's like dude there's no way i mean there's there's no way and i know you know people will try to debate on the price no it only costs this much like i know for myself for a family of three when i looked into it airfare all the other things surrounding it it was a lot of freaking money i mean we'll probably spend that much to go to japan for a star wars celebration just saying but we'll be in japan for a week week plus i'll be there 10 days (laughs) yeah yeah like like i just i'm not surprised um you know i think uh, uh my wife tori and i were talking about it earlier and she was like they should just Reopen it as a hotel. Take the experiences out of it. Have the staff just be the bellman, the 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 hosts, the restaurant, you know, the servers, bartenders, etc. Take the experience out of it. Include in tickets to Disneyland. Let the costume thing happen too. And I mean, that's probably what's going to happen, right? I mean, they see how, how many billions of dollars that, to build yeah, that That thing, building's sitting there. Just, yeah, they can't just shut it down. There's that, I, okay. I want to. I want to. <clears throat> I did a lot of research on the numbers, and I want to run this by you guys. So just please bear with me and try and follow along here. So if you average out the cost of the room, right? So between four to five thousand dollars. Okay. If we just say $5,000, there's a hundred rooms in Star Cruiser. If they fully book, that's half a million bucks for each show, quote unquote show. They were booking three shows a week. If you multiply that for one year, that's $18 million. $18 million is how much revenue it was bringing in a year. That's not costs or overhead, nothing like that. Not that much. $18 million a year. They now Disney never reported exactly how much it cost to build Star Cruiser. The reports were coming in at the low of three hundred and fifty million dollars. 
on the high to $2 billion. So that that's a huge delta between. Yeah, they uh, got, yeah. Okay. Now they got ripped off if it's $2 billion. I, there's it, the, that's it, a lot of money. If you hundred room hotel, right. Football stadiums cost if, that much. If you say $350 million. So if you take their word on it, that it was at the low, low cost of 350 million and they're bringing in $18 million a year with three shows a week, it's 20 years to recoup your cost before operating costs. Before operating, that's costs. before operating costs. So the staff, the I mean, and you had you had to hire. Uh, it's not minimum wage staff, yeah. right? It's I, I don't. Can I don't know of any Disney attraction where they're saying, "Okay, let's let's break even in twenty years." Yeah. Well, I don't. I, I mean, don't know how they went into this thinking that it wasn't going to be profitable. So um, I'm. I'm not saying this is what happened, but I'm just asking. Um, you know, obviously a decision had to be made and, and this is also done. Was this un, under the current CEO's watch, right? This is, this is the prior CEO. Yeah. Um, and then the, and then the, so whatever, whatever you inherit, but, but some of these decisions are sometimes also investments in technology and trying things new. Right. Um, now it's an expensive experiment, but can you imagine Disney's one thing Disney is good at is collecting information. They're collecting data, information, what people like, how many times they get on a ride, when they purchase certain things, are they using the app? Where's most traffic walking through the park? They're always collecting information. And so could this be a larger experiment? Not that they were wanted to shut it down right away. I think they wanted to keep it open. They don't want to see anything fail. But it's also like, hey, we're going to count our losses here, but we're going to we're going to come back with something better, probably more accessible. Uh, to everything you're saying, Stephen, like they, they're going to, or, or Brian, like they're going to, they're going to turn it into something and maybe expand on the ideas that worked and suppress the ones that didn't put those back on the drawing board. But if, I, so I would, I would, I would agree with you on that in some aspect, but they're a giant publicly traded conglomerate that has to show profits. And there is, oh, for sure. There's the experiment thing is probably a 1% one percent part of it and at the end of the day look it's it and that's what i was saying earlier it's like the the majority of the fans are casuals right like they're into all these other things and they like star wars and they watch mandalorian and they watch the movies and they you know they might not watch the cartoons they're not going there's no way they're going to go to disneyland they're going to go to disney world and go to disney world they're not even going to consider Star Cruiser so as an option. So I just type know? I just typed this out. Disney spends about 1.5 billion annually on R&D. That's 1.5% of their overall revenue, which makes Disney one of the most research and development intensive companies in the world. That might fit the profile. So they spent a third of their budget on on the hotel. It's R&D. It's a gamble, it's a risk. I mean, and guess did, what? They did That's- they did build it during during COVID. And that right, and, and that is fair, right? There's all kinds of stuff they learned from the experience that they can feed into the other, into the other hotels, and anything they do from this point on is now informed by the learnings of this, of this hotel. Well, and here, here, here's the reality: <laughs> is it's not closing for good because oh, they no. spent all this money building a hotel. I, I could totally they have to shut it down. They have to shut it down. Yeah, stop selling reservations. Let some time pass so the people that paid for reservations prior don't flip their lid. 
when it reopens at a different cost. <laughs> I, I could totally agree with you, Brian, because, uh, you know, our, our friend of the show, Justin Sonfield had yeah. pointed out to, to his followers that yeah. when is the last, uh, sailing date for star cruiser, September 30th. Yeah. When is the end of the fourth quarter fiscal? When is the end of the fourth fiscal quarter? September 30th. (laughs) So this is, it's a purely, uh, you know, financial decision at this point. And Disney said straight up, this is a business decision. Yeah. Period. Plain and simple period. Now I don't think that we would, it's not like on October 1st, we're going to have an announcement of what their new plan is. They're going to, they're going to shut it down. It will sit there for a year. There will, they will have a cooling down period and then they will potentially reopen it in, in in a retooled fashion. You're crapping all over everyone that already paid the absorbent amount yeah, to just it, reopen it and be like, oh, it's half price. No, nah, they would have to strip the experience, the experiential stuff out. It, like, just make it a Star Wars hotel. Like you said, ex- exactly what you described at the beginning yeah. of this. Make it a Star Wars themed hotel that's connected to Batu. Call all it a day and you're done. All you have to do to that building, if you want to make it profitable, is like you guys said, get rid of the experience and add six floors. Just stack it up. Yeah. With rooms, yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's it. That was that if was if the structure can handle that, yeah. She was or, like, just make it a hotel, and I mean, it's like Circus Circus in Las Vegas. Like it's just a themed hotel. Yeah, you know, which all of the hotels at Disney are themed, but for the most part, up to the people that did go, it looked like an amazing experience, and I didn't want to get on here and just poop on all over the whole thing. <laughs> There's a lot of people really upset about it, and I'm 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 a little see this coming. I don't really know what to tell you. I mean, we tried figuring it out between the five of us. We talked it, about going, yeah, but it's just and and it lasted gosh, like five minutes. It's so the conversation expensive. conversation lasted five minutes. It's yeah. so expensive. It really is. I think if we sold plasma and helmets, and didn't eat only only ate candy sushi. We'd probably be able to do it. Listen, we want a new kitchen in our house, and that five grand would go. Here's something too, though. Like like it's a lot. Of, a lot of the expense is relative. I saw I saw this really cool um, this guy on Instagram. He's a he's a, a really positive influencer, and he goes around and just does generous things for people. And he went to some folks that clearly could not afford, and have probably never stepped inside Disneyland showed up and said, Hey, get in the car. Let's go to Disneyland and hung out with them all day and recorded it. And they went on like all these really cool rides, bottom churros and everything. And you could tell these folks were like, never been in there. And there goes a the cat and, uh, had a blast. Right. And it's like, I was watching that video. I'm like, dang, you know, you, you kind of take things for granted. I take things for granted sometimes and realize like, you know, Disneyland's easy for me. Super easy. Yeah. So yeah, it's all, it's all relative. And, um, I think I think bottom line we're all grateful. We're happy for our friends that got to go because they got some awesome photos. Oh my god. And um and they probably have a, an experience they'll never forget. On the other side of it, I think what we can look at is Disney's probably going to come back maybe in a few years with something more more accessible for for many more. And I think that's that's the positive out of all this. Good stuff. Yeah. I didn't didn't want to poop all over it. Oh, you did. Shout shout out to all the people that worked on it and Sorry, they lost their job, but I know lots of people that lost their job too. So it's sucks. part of life. 
I, I that whole thing from the beginning, I I was like, this is not gonna. It was expansive, gonna, man. That's gonna. that's how you know when uh, the boat's rocking is when Disney starts like closing their wallets up and Disney starts to, yeah. you know, well, feel the pinch. If anyone, you know, I'm sure our listener base is about half a percent that follow the stock market, but uh, we. <laughs> are not in financially sound times. So. <laughs> <laughs> so giant publicly traded corporations are are doing what they can to maintain survive. Ability. Yeah. So rip temporarily to the Star Cruiser. I hope it comes back in a way that we can all go. Come to Celebration Japan <laughs> in 2025. I will give you tips. Sell plasma Japan now. Tips. Well, nah, people can take the money they would have put towards the Star Cruiser and save it up for Japan. You can have a 12-day adventure in Japan. Dude, the cat is rearranging. Yeah. I booted him out, and he opened the door and came back in. Did he throw his shankla and slap me with it? Yes, he did. <laughs> Was he wearing a... John popped in with his sandal and just started smacking the cats. That's where John is right now. He's he's getting the chankla and he's... Smacking the Sith. You know what I think he's doing? It's Amy's birthday. Oh, is Happy it? Birthday, Amy. Happy birthday, Amy. Happy birthday, Amy. Play the song. Maybe at the end. <laughs> Amy. Is it your birthday? I've already started. I'll, I'll, I'll play it at the end for her. Well, I think that does it for okay. us today, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to the pod, uh, feed the algorithm and give us five stars on your podcast app. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our Road to 1000 contest is almost halfway done, and there's still time to enter. Just subscribe, and you can be entered to win an Alpha Ignition helmet of your choice, casted by the Dad Batch. Be sure to catch us June 3rd at the Prop Swap in Poway, California. Tickets are still available. Check out Trooper Bay for more info. You can follow me at Stevie.Kicks on Instagram, sometimes Twitter. Gentlemen, let the listeners know where they can follow you, Joe. Tech.badbatch. And Ramy. Thedadbatch.com. And Brian. Please go to at Alpha Ignition and spam happy birthday, Amy Ivy. And maybe can we get the YouTube comments? Can we get this? Can can everyone just spam the comments? Happy birthday, Amy Ivy. That's where I'm at. Alpha Ignition. No Z's. Underscore Z. Underscore. Thank you again for listening to episode 41 of the Dad Batch podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 42. And until next time, enjoy your spice responsibly. Shout out to Rainy's Mando chair behind him. Available at Costco.